What's poppin' everybody? How y'all doing? Thank you for tuning in to the Swamp Life Podcast with yours truly, the one and only, Big Gator, Gator Love, Turtleneck Gator, Gold Chain Gator, Mr. Where's My Lighter, and, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to discuss today, uh, someone suggested that I talk about selfishness and why people are selfish and what makes them selfish, and I had... I thought it was a good topic initially because it's it's somewhat interesting because I'm I've been considered a selfish person and like self-centered and it's I would blame it on my upbringing and you know having to fend for myself and just strictly look out for me most of my life and having to do things being forced to do things on my own you know and not that that's an excuse for being selfish because I don't really, I wouldn't really say that I'm a selfish person as much anymore, but growing up in hindsight, I can definitely say I was a selfish child and things like that. But, you know, it sparked the thought that I think it's crazy. People are so comfortable making a suggestion to a person without actually assisting that, that person in reaching their goal. You know, I'm just going to use this example specifically and it's not the first time it's happened, and I'm sure it won't be the last. You know, we're still solid, by the way. I'm not going to mention your name at all. You know, we're still friends, and this isn't even me throwing shade at you at all or anything. It's something I think about every week I post my podcast. And, you know, she suggested that, and I've never, for example, I think it's crazy because a person will suggest that, hey, you should talk about this on your podcast, or hey, let me be on your podcast. And I've never seen them retweet my podcast or repost my podcast or, you know, for me specifically, I feel like if I consider a person my friend or an associate of mine, I would want them to succeed personally. I'd want them to achieve their goals or I'd want them to accomplish whatever venture they're trying to accomplish I think it would be much cooler to say I knew that person when his podcast only had five listeners now his podcast has 500,000 listeners you know I if a per you know I don't want to you know make it seem like I'm throwing shade at my friends or anyone I'm cool with or you know have any indictments on their character at all the way I'm viewing it personally I don't know many people who are creatives who are doing their own ventures other than my friend Sonny, for example. And I try to retweet and repost her shit as much as I can anytime I see it on my timeline, you know, her events or her posts about her art in general. And I don't do it necessarily, not even necessarily, I don't do it at all for the reciprocation for her to do it for my podcast. I was doing it before I even started my own podcast before I was doing anything, simply because I feel like as a friend, if you're going to call someone a friend, I think that's an obligation because everyone on Twitter and Instagram and everything has no problem reposting bullshit memes or retweeting random people's projects that are going to help them become successful, help them make more money and help them do more things in their life. And I think it's crazy that people have restrictions when it comes to supporting people that they know. And 
not that that not that I think there's anything wrong with supporting a random person or a person that you don't know or you know somebody that you just found on Twitter and you think their shit is dope. I think that's cool as shit too. You know, you should support those people. But at the same time, I feel like when you know a person and you've had interactions with them or you know just encounters in general, I feel like it makes it that much more special and it make it should be I don't know if sentimental is the right term, but I'm just going to go. I feel like it should be, there should be a different sentiment in your actions. You know, I, because like I said, I, I damn near kind of feel obligated to assist Sonny's success in any way that I can be assistive and not even for my own personal gain at all. I think it would be just amazing to have one of your friends accomplish their goal or not even to say that I helped them accomplish their goal at all just to have one of your friends achieve that peak level of happiness and success I think that would be a great thing in itself and it almost baffles me that not everyone I know views it this way and I don't mean, I don't want to like, I don't want any of my friends or anyone I'm cool with to feel attacked when I say these things. It's just something that I've been thinking about because, you know, I have a few friends that retweet or a few friends that repost my podcast every time I post or, you know, like today I posted on my story that I was dropping another podcast tonight as I do every Tuesday and then Sunny reposted it and it just made me think about the lack of frequency in which I get reposts and things like that and like I said um, I don't blame anyone for it but myself you know I don't hold it against any of my friends or anything like that Uh, I honestly just found it sort of interesting and I you know because for example I have a friend who I brought this up to because she's never reposted it and she has suggested something before. And I, you know, I said it. And I was, I was like, how can you suggest something when you've never listened to an episode and you've never, you know, reposted it or retweeted it or anything like that? And she said, well, you know, just because I don't repost it doesn't mean I'm not supporting you from a distance. And honestly, I didn't want to get into an argument about it because, you know, like I said, I don't blame her for not retweeting it or reposting it it's just when a person feels like they can make a suggestion or uh, I guess yeah just a suggestion on how you should do what you're doing when they're not doing anything themselves it's just like what the fuck you know that's it I just kind of feel like what the fuck And for the record, I'm not talking about giving something a shot and then you didn't like it, so that's why you don't fuck with something. I'm speaking more to the fact of you haven't heard it at all, you've never really given it a shot, yet you feel comfortable bashing it or saying, or giving a suggestion or trying to get on it, you know? And not that I've had anyone bash my shit that I know of personally, but you know, I'm I know for a fact that I've had people ask me to get on my podcast who've never listened to an episode, or I've had people 
make suggestions who've never listened to an episode. And it's like it's but like it's baffling to me personally because you know I was talking to Aaron about this just now and he's he brought up the crabs in a bucket mentality and how people are much more comfortable not or you know much more comfortable hating on that person and you know gossiping behind their back rather than supporting until they succeed and then you know that person's from their city so they were a day one supporter out of nowhere but in reality that you know it is what it is they never really supported or anything like that and you know I'm I guess I'm just so befuddled in this whole thing because I don't disagree with that perspective at all you know I'm fully aware of that's how a lot of people look at it and that's how that's how it happens in society you know but at the same time I'm on such an opposite end of the spectrum that that doesn't that approach doesn't make sense to me because even at my most pessimistic point of my life recently, you know, when my grandpa died and I hated everything, I just hated life for the most part, you know, I still wanted the people I knew to become successful. I still wanted them to get the most out of life, even though I felt like my life was trash and, you know, I wasn't doing shit with my life. I still wanted the people I knew to not be in the same situation I'm in because I know how shitty it is. So it doesn't make sense to me that people are more comfortable hating because they're not doing anything themselves. I feel like that's just pushing out their own self-hate on others. I feel like I'm rambling on this topic now, so I'm just going to get off this. You know, if you're not going to support something... I feel like if you don't want to support something, then you shouldn't talk about it. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I haven't really talked about Takashi 6 9 at all. I haven't really talked about him much at all on my podcast at all, simply because the charges he was charged with and then, you know, the cases he pled guilty to, I didn't appreciate the explanation he gave to DJ Academics or just the explanation he gave to the public in general. You know, being a nigga who's been in a similar scenario that he described, I feel like you know exactly if a woman is looks of age when she walks in. You know, being 18. When I was 18, I could tell when a girl was... Or I could tell if a girl looked 13. You know what I mean? Regardless of how far developed she was, there's no excuse for that. So I don't... And I just... That knows that doesn't sit well with me, bro. I'm I'm sorry. Having a niece, having nieces, having a little sister, shit like that, just you know, I I can't rock with it. So I just don't I don't fuck with him. You know, I don't think everyone else should not fuck with him because of that. I guess, but to each his own. I'm not gonna fuck with him, and I'm not gonna hate on him. I'm not gonna bash him. You know, I feel like everyone deserves a second chance at their life. I guess, but for me to properly. You know, I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'll ever become a fan of his, but I guess for me to, not that he needs my acceptance or support at all, but you know, I would appreciate a better explanation of what was actually going on rather than you constantly saying you were a kid and you're a little kid when you're 21 years old now and you're starting all this beef and you're instigating all this drama and you're out here saying these grown ass men are out here looking for a little kid. 
when you're 21 years old, my nigga, you're a year younger than me. How long does a person get to cling on to the fact that they're a child? You know? He was out in... I'm sure everyone... I've seen this Breakfast Club interview. I didn't watch the whole thing simply because I couldn't. It Literally, it was just a bunch of bullshit about him making it... Him just boosting his own persona. And he claims everyone else is clout chasing. But in reality, I feel like he's the biggest clout chaser. If you think about it, no one can hit him. Not because he's saying nobody can touch me. Simply because he's drawing so much attention to himself in general. That if you were to hit him, that shit would go fucking viral. It'd be all over the news. It would be one of the biggest stories ever simply because of how much he's saying he can't be touched and how aggressive in the tone he's using that he won't ever be touched or that no one's going to touch him in New York or no one's going to touch him in LA or just in general that he can't be touched. And, you know, what happens when someone has to prove this nigga wrong? You know, like... There's no, there's nothing positive that comes from this. And I, I don't understand why he's inviting this negative energy. Because there's literally no positive that the end result isn't a positive at all. This might seem like success in the short term. Because I feel like, think about it. He was, if you've seen, if you haven't seen this interview, he was talking so much shit about how he's on the charts with five sing. I think he said five singles. I'm a, I'm a safely say four singles. He's been putting out, he's put out four singles back to back to back to back. I only want to bring up one name and I just want niggas to think about it. Fetty Wap had like seven songs on the top 100 charts back to back to back to back to back to back to back. No one gives a fuck about Fetty Wap's music this year. No one gives a fuck about a Fetty Wap project this year. The only reason Fetty Wap is on the charts this year is because he's on a song with Takashi. The only reason Fetty Wap's still relevant for the most part is because this nigga has 19 children. He's going to be able to make money off the music he put out for the rest of his life, but no one is out here searching for a Fetty Wap project. No one's out here anticipating the next Fetty Wap album. So where does he think he's going to be next year? It, he, I don't even think he's as talented as Fetty Wap. He can't sing and rap. And you know what I mean? He don't got one eye. He doesn't like whether people like it or, or not. That one Fetty Wap having one eye was a selling point for him. Like that was a, a boost in his sales that helped him reach another audience. People with who have handicaps and disabilities. And I know that, I mean, from a business, I'm just looking at it from completely a business standpoint, you know, that assisted his sales and the crowd he got to reach. So what's assisting Takashi sales other than the fact that he's instigating a bunch of drama? And I'm going to say this again, there's nothing positive in the end result that can come from this other than him getting shot or beat up or something physically harming that would happen to him. But, you know, I don't know if anyone will touch him. At the same time, it's smart for no one to hit him or attack him or do anything like that because it's just too much 
too much that would bring too much notoriety to that person and it wouldn't even if you think about it does a person really gain much street cred for knocking this nigga out I think now it's just a it's almost like he deserves to be slept one time rather than someone hitting him just to like let him know he could be touched you know I feel like someone's gonna really harm this nigga and I don't know him or care for this nigga at all, but it's like, I, I'm gonna say this again. Why invite this energy? Why? I just think inviting that sort of energy doesn't lead to anywhere but to negative consequences. Um. Oh, just a quick RIP to Easy E. And another RIP to Zeke Upshaw. He was a G League player who died on the court um, in this past week. Uh, apparently, he had a collision with a player, and then he stayed down on the court for a few minutes. And then he went to the hospital, and uh, I guess that's where he passed away. And uh, I just want to say RIP to Slim, or RIP to Slim. Sorry about that. There was something that fell on my face. It's crazy that that happened because I have an uncle that uh, passed away on the basketball court um, before it was UC East Bay. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was uh, UC Hayward. And uh, my uncle was playing for the basketball team. And... Uh, I'm not sure the full details of what happened. Uh, it's a touchy situation in the fam to really just be like, hey, how'd your brother die, dad? You know? But when I was talking to him about it, uh, he was too young to really, he wasn't really there to describe the scenario, but from what he heard and told me, um, you know, his brother passed out on the court and um, yeah. And I just... You know, shit like that is so crazy to me that, you know, it can just happen like that, you know. And then it's just over. But while I'm on ESPN and or while I'm on sports, let me go to ESPN real quick. And speaking of shit, that's just over so quickly. You know, I fucked up on my transition. That's going to piss me off later when I listen to this. Michael Smith is now off of SportsCenter, guys. Uh, it wasn't as newsworthy as when Jamel Hill left. Uh, Mainly because, you know, Jamel Hill had the run-in with the president and just a few other things that went monumentally viral this year. But Michael Smith didn't hold his takes in either. I feel like he was very vocal on the, the takes that he had and the things that he wanted to say. He let him off as well. But it definitely sucks that ESPN pulled them off his and hers made it seem like they were going to have their own show and that they were going to be able to keep that same format you know at six o'clock instead of at 10 o'clock you know I thought that was going to be a really cool show really cool vibe they were also going to be bringing a new energy to ESPN Sports Center because his and hers was a show but I don't feel like enough people watched his and hers they had their niche audience you know for the niggas who was watching ESPN and by niggas, I do mean black people. Sometimes when I say niggas, it, it could just mean people. But, you know, black people were watching. And I feel like they had enough 
appeal to where they reached past just having a black audience and they were, you know, grabbing some of the white audience and just everyone else who could appreciate pop culture, they were grabbing them, you know? And they were going to have that same energy on the six o'clock slot rather than the Eastern time. I think they were coming on at nine or 10 a.m. But, you know, I'm in California, so they were coming on around noon um, or 11, I believe. I'm not I'm not too sure. Honestly, I don't. That's not important. But, you know, when they transferred them to that slot they didn't let them keep that same energy. They were, they forced them to do, you know, the same old traditional ESPN bullshit where, you know, it's just a bunch of analysts having, where they're having guest analysts and just going over the same old, same old, you know, just highlights and same old plays that happen over and over. The same stuff that they talked about three times on ESPN from the first four episodes, you know, the one that came on at 5 a.m., the one that came on at 8 a.m., and, you know, the one that came on at 10, and I don't know how many episodes of ESPN air daily and how many are re-airs. It's honestly kind of confusing at this point, but, you know, they were bringing, like I said, they were bringing a new vibe, and it just sucks that because of middle America's complaints and the overwhelming hate that they were getting, ESPN didn't stick to their guns. They just fucking pulled back and switched the format back to the same old traditional shit. And I think they would have reached a younger audience and they would have had way more people, you know, gravitating towards ESPN. Like my generation gravitated towards ESPN when we were younger, watching Stuart Scott making random sound effects and noises anytime someone did a play or something crazy you know he'd randomly yell booyah or just something you know he was he just brought a different kind of sauce to the program and you know with social media and everything taking off or have already taking off ESPN's hella lagging on incorporating you know viral clips and things that are popping on social media into their channel how Fox is already doing and just other programs have already adopted the fact that social media is the now and it's the future. It's not just something that's a fad and it's not just going to go away in the next couple years. ESPN, they're active on social media, but think about, you know, if you have Instagram or you have Twitter and you watch sports, think about the stuff Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report posts and now think about the stuff ESPN is posting. How cool would it be to see the shit Bleacher Report is posting on TV? And that's what I think Jamel Hill and Michael Smith were going to bring. And that's what they nipped in the bud. And I think that's trash. First off, I said you know way too much in this podcast. But one of the most baffling things I read that I don't even know if I can or want to discuss was... Suge Knight is on his 15th lawyer for this murder trial that he's pleading not guilty to, that he's been battling for the last three years. I don't even, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I just, I was so befuddled that I just wanted to bring this up and, and just say it. 
How do you even have 15? <laughs> I don't even get it. This is his 15th lawyer for the same case. It doesn't even make sense. He said to the judge in, you know, his most recent court appearance, he's cycling through so many lawyers because, or he, he didn't say because he said, you know, he's cycling through so many, he's just been cycling through all these lawyers and his case is a simple case. He either did something wrong or he didn't. They either had guns or they didn't. And then he told the judge that it's hard for him to find a good lawyer because he's finding all these lawyers inside the jail visiting room rather than him actually being able to contact a private lawyer outside of that because of the restrictions that the judge has placed on him. And I, yeah, I don't really know why I brought up Suge Knight. I mean, it popped into my mind after I wrote down, um, the R.I.P. Easy E um, thing in my notes. So, you know, after reading the Suge Knight, excuse me, after reading about the Suge Knight scenario, you know, it just, it's been in my mind. I, I just, I don't get it. Just flat out, I don't get it. I don't understand how you can have your 15th lawyer. I don't, un- I don't understand. I just, I just don't. So, yeah, I'm off of that. I didn't have... Wi-Fi for a whole 24 hours on Thursday this last week. I didn't have... Yeah, it was on Thursday. From when I woke up... Or from before I woke up on Thursday all the way till Friday around maybe like 1 o'clock or so. And honestly, it was one of the most refreshing things I've ever had happen to me before. I didn't know how much I was just on the internet or just scrolling through social media on Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat, just, just to scroll, not even to tweet or post a picture, send DMs or anything. Honestly, just scrolling, wasting time, just procrastinating, not doing anything. Or if not on that, just watching on YouTube or Netflix and not actually doing something, you know? And it honestly was crazy and I know it was only for one day but it was so so refreshing I got so much done that day and it just and honestly changed the way I'm approaching things now because since Thursday and Friday I've been drastically trying to be on Instagram and Twitter and just everything less unless I'm actively doing something or unless I'm using this to promote my podcast in some kind of way or unless I actually have something to say because if I'm not giving an opinion on something, it's not really what's the purpose of me, you know, actually saying it or, you know, I'm tired of just bullshitting my time, basically. I That's what I realized more so than anything from Thursday and Friday that I've, I've just been bullshitting so much of my time and that I've bullshitted a lot of time just over the past few years, you know, and everybody has the same 24 hours in a day and... That's such a cliche statement that you hear all the time, but it's so real, bro. When you're not on your phone and you just don't have access to the internet, I feel like time slows down almost. And with all the access to the internet and everything, it feels like everything is happening all around you all at once. It's like 
you're you have to be aware of so much shit all at once and then when you put the phone down or when you can't you know access all this internet and everything that's going on in the world and you have to just focus on what's in front of you it's I don't know it was um just refreshing is the only word that I can think of and I definitely needed that like more than I thought I did because I thought I was a person that wasn't even on social media a lot you know I know for a fact that there was people that there are people that are on social media a lot more than I am and to think about the amount of time that I've wasted being on social media it's it's crazy bro at the same time I've learned a lot from being on social media and there are a lot of techniques that I can use to you know grow a bigger audience for my podcast my podcast you know get more likes for my pictures on Instagram to grow my audience and things like that you know like get on the popular page and shit like that but it's a it's a balance there's a it's a hard give and take you know so that's definitely something I've been working on this week and it's something that I'm going to continue to try to work on because like I said I mean I need the internet to live to make this podcast go as far as I can push it I recommend everyone give that a shot at least once a day or not once a day I recommend everyone should try that for at least a day you know I needed or longer if you need to I don't think I needed much more time than a day Simply because after that one day, I felt so much more refreshed. And since then, I've been approaching my days differently. I've been putting my phone down a lot more. I've been trying to get more done each day. And not just waste time scrolling on social media and YouTube. Just things that are pointless and that I don't necessarily need to waste my time scrolling on because it's not bettering me or helping me form opinions for my podcast, for example, or just in life in general, I'm literally just wasting time. Um, but one of the funny things that happened while, you know, in this process, uh, I had to take my sister to take back one of her returns. She bought a few things on her birthday and one of the jackets didn't fit. So we went back to the mall to return something. And there was this girl at the mall who looked extremely familiar. You know, I couldn't put my finger on where I've seen her before or if I've where I knew her name from. But, you know, we said hi, we smiled at each other. She was the cashier who was returning my sister's items. And, I, like I said, I couldn't put my finger on it. But it was bothering me all day, you know. The next day when I woke up and I had my internet back on and everything after I paid my bill, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, I'm not sure. Uh, I've, I've been single for the past couple months now. You know, it's an interesting experience being completely, like, on the market with no, like, talking to no one and not having any horses in the stable or anything like that. It's It's different. And sorry, I got a text message. Um, it's a different experience. So I recently downloaded Tinder, you know, 
in hopes of not meeting my new girlfriend or even, you know, finding a new bae or anything like that. It was honestly just to maybe make some new friends. You know, I literally only know two people in Fresno. One of them's in a relationship, and I don't really know what Ray does with most of her time. So, yeah. But I don't really hang out with anyone in this city or in this Central Valley frequently, or not even frequently. I don't hang out with anyone at all. You know, I, I've barely hung out with Ray and Chandler since moving here almost a year ago. And, uh, so yeah, like I said, I recently downloaded Tinder and everything. And so when I got home or when I got my internet back on Friday and everything, I was, you know, bored scrolling through Tinder, procrastinating, wasting time as I shouldn't have been. But, you know, right after I got that or right after having all my internet back and everything, I just went on a quick binge to checking all my notifications and everything that I missed in society or whatever. And then I just started to procrastinate and waste some time. And tell me why the cashier girl that smiled at me and said, hey, and everything was one of my matches from Tinder, bro. But the only disappointing aspect was she looked nothing. I won't say nothing. She did not look the same in her pictures at all as she looked in real life. And, you know, let me preface or let me just give a little more context. Whether you feel like I'm a sexy bastard or an ugly motherfucker in my pictures, that's how I look in person. So what you see on social media for me personally is what you get. And I know I shouldn't expect that from people in general, but I can't help it because that's what I put out. So I guess that's what I'm expecting from others, even though I know I shouldn't, but it's, it's like, it's just a habit. And seeing her in person, I, I, I was just kind of disappointed, you know, it was like, oh shit, not, not knowing it was her realizing it later that that was her. I was just like, oh shit, man. It is honestly somewhat a scary thing that people are that talented at taking their own picture, you know, finding the angle differences and shit like that, because Sheesh, you can really cap. I mean, I feel like I'm just speaking prior knowledge to everyone right now, but people are really able to catfish some people out here, man. Like this is, like imagine if I was really trying to meet her, she really would have got me, bro. Like I would, I would have really been disappointed. I mean, I'm happy, like thankfully I'm not approaching it that way, you know, in a serious trying to meet people kind of way. Literally just trying to make some new friends, meet some new people, and get out of the house. Otherwise, I would have been kind of upset, in all honesty. But I mean, what could I have really done? <laughs> you know? But other than that, man, that's all I really got this week. Uh, hopefully you guys have a good week. You know, if you disagree with anything that I have to say, let me know, man. If you want to further discuss any of these topics, let me know. Um, yeah, man, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the podcast, retweet the podcast when I tweet the shit. My shit's I am Gator. If one of your friends have retweeted it and you're listening right now, my shit's I am Gator with two underscores on Twitter. I am Gator with one underscore on Instagram. Y'all have a good night, bro. Peace out.